Hello, and welcome to Heavenly Manna with Milton Harris. Now, on today's broadcast, we're going to let you listen to the conclusion of the message we started on the New Bridge broadcast by Evangelist Keith Allison, entitled, So Great Salvation, out of Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It hurts my brain to think about people that smart. And so, my, my, but you see this thing of faith. To me, it magnifies the wisdom of God in looking at a universe with so many diverse people's groups and so many different uh, uh, plateaus and standings and, and situations that people are in. Rich, poor, educated, uneducated, cultures different, environment different, family different, all of that. But one thing that can transcend all of that is that individual person exercising faith. You can't see it. You can't touch it. You can't buy it. You can't handle it. It's in the heart. Faith. And that's why missionaries are going around the world. Because, listen, because what we have to offer is what? The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you put the gospel anywhere there are people and somebody, somebody may be touched by the Lord uh, to respond to the gospel with that element of faith. And they're born into the family of God. You can't buy your way in, work your way in. You've got to believe your way in. Amen. And then number six, let me say, it's a great salvation because the Spirit produces salvation. Again, we're all, this is going progressively. God planned it. Jesus secured it. Grace brings it. The gospel declares it. Faith receives it. But it's the Spirit of God that produces salvation in the individual heart of that person. The Spirit of God. Jesus said in John chapter 16, talking about the Holy Ghost, He said, and when He has come, He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. This is the ministry of the Spirit. Of sin, because they believe not on Me. That's man's problem. Of righteousness, that's man's need. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. And then of judgment, that's man's accountability. So the Spirit of God takes the gospel. When a man or woman hears that gospel, the Spirit of God will take that gospel and convict of sin, which is his problem, of righteousness, which is his need, and of judgment, which is his accountability to God. And those are the elements that the Spirit of God uses in convicting a sinner and letting them know that they're unsaved. It takes the ministry of the Holy Spirit to convict. In my life personally, I didn't grow up in church. And I was not in church. And I started dating my wife and she started witnessing to me. And the Spirit of God, I was going to church with her son, and the Spirit of God... I mean, sat down on my heart on a Saturday afternoon. She and I were talking, and she 
kind of bore down witnessing to me about my soul. And God the Holy Ghost began to deal with me right then. And I was under conviction the whole night. I took her home and she lived in, up near Murphy, North Carolina and I lived in Dawson County. And I was driving 60 miles to see her. And I took her home and I'd always go over to my grandmother's or my first cousin and spend the night. But I'd usually go to her house and we'd, you know, spend some time together. And then I'd go to my grandmother's. Well, that night, after I left her house, I didn't go to my grandmother's. I spent the night in my car. And for the most part of the night, I was wrestling with God trying to pray and convince Him that I thought I was all right. Holy Ghost conviction settled on me deep. For the first time in my life, 17 years old, for the first time in my life, I went to church with her, went to my grandmother's the next morning, cleaned up, and went and picked her up and went to church. And I was under conviction, but I did not move. Went back that night, and the preacher preached, and I walked out of the last pew of that little Baptist church and walked up and got saved. 17 years. It's great. It's a great salvation. And what I'm saying, this takes the Spirit of God to produce it. It's more than intellectual. I can't just witness to you and tell you if you don't get saved, you're going to go to hell. That may not do a thing for you, but if the Holy Ghost works on you, if it's the Holy Ghost that takes those words and works it in your heart, that's the reason a man can preach under the anointing of God. And it seems like uh, that the word will go off of people's hearts and minds like water off a duck's back and it doesn't make any difference. But when the Spirit comes in, when the Spirit makes that application, what does He do? He turns the light on in your soul. You see, man is that alienation from God. He, he, he's broken fellowship with God because of his sin. But what the, the power of the gospel, the power of this message and the power of the Word of God is that God can step into a sinner's heart and mind that is totally dark and depraved and under condemnation, and God can flip the light on. And for the first time, that sinner realizes that he or she is a sinner and that Jesus is the Savior. Amen. That's a reason the world does not understand what we're doing here this morning. I'm spending my life running up and down the road preaching this glorious gospel and the world may think I'm crazy for what I'm doing, but I'm having the time of my life. It's the Spirit that produces it. When somebody gets saved, would you agree with me that we call that a conversion experience? When you study your Bible, you'll find out that conversion has two parts. One part is regeneration. And that's strictly on God's part. You can't do anything about it. God has to do regeneration. You know what? Uh, to generate means to produce. A generation is a, is a group of people that have been born into the world. A generation. Regeneration means to regenerate. And you've been born into the world once, but you, when you get saved, you're being regenerated. 
And only God can do that. Jesus said, That which is born in the flesh is flesh, and that which is born in the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that it's saying to you, It must be born again. You must be born from above. There must be a regeneration that takes place. That's why we're not the same once you get saved. And if you're the same, you've not been saved. So the Spirit of God, in regeneration, God's part is in conversion. Generation is God's part, regeneration. Man's part is faith and repentance. The two parts of conversion, regeneration on God's part, faith and repentance on man's part. You say, well, what does repent mean? It means you're changing your mind about about yourself. You're coming into, God says you're guilty. You say, yes, God, I am. God says you're under condemnation. Repentance says, yes, God, I am. Repentance means that you're agreeing with God about your spiritual condition. I don't know why. Listen, I'd really love to preach something else, but it seemed like God just stirred my heart yesterday about preaching on salvation this morning. It could be somebody here is unsaved today and needs to walk down this aisle and trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's a great salvation. Praise God. I don't mind to tell y'all, this coming August the 11th will be 50 years since I've been saved. I turned 67. Y'all believe that? I turned 67 January the 6th. So this, 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 this August will be 50 years I've been saved. What do you think about it? I think it's a great salvation. Woo, I think it's a great salvation. Man, I like it. And I'm done. Lastly, number one, God planned it. Number two, Jesus secured it. Number three, grace brings it. Number four, the gospel declares it. Number five, faith receives it. Number six, the spirit produces it. Number seven, the believer experiences it. (laughs) Amen. So my salvation that I have, it started before the foundation of the world. Jesus secured it at the cross. And then on the night that I bowed and received Him, it was made applicable to my life. It was applied to my life. I was not saved before the foundation of the world, but the salvation was planned before the foundation of the world. Salvation is not in election. Salvation is in trusting Christ. Amen. So has there been a time in your life that you said, yes, Lord, I know I'm a sinner and I do believe that Jesus died for me. Yes, Lord, I want to trust you. Positionally, which is actually the time of our faith and repentance, we are justified. I'm as saved today as I'll ever be. Progressively, salvation continues to change us, and that's called sanctification. So just in in my position, I'm justified. In, in, In a progressive or practical manner, I'm being sanctified. I'm growing, I'm developing, I'm changing. But then the permanence of my salvation is yet to come, and that is the glorification. 1 John 3, 2, It doth not yet appear what we shall be, 
But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Did you know that when you read about election, uh, it, it, what it is saying is that God has elected that those that are saved would be brought to a full completion unto the adoption of sons. If you'll study that out. Being confident of this very thing, Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so what God started, listen now, almost 50 years ago. Boy, it sounds like a long time. What God started almost 50 years ago in my life, he's going to bring it to an end. He, not me, He's going to bring it to an end when I take on the likeness of His Son in that glorified body. It's a great salvation. And I get the privilege and the opportunity to stand in churches across the country and preach such a wonderful gospel that God may bring it to somebody else's heart and to bring that news in. I thought about preaching prophecy this morning, but y'all know there's enough of stuff going on. There's mess. I'm, we get so so fed up with all this stuff. But I'm telling you, there's some good news, and it is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're standing all over the house. They're going to come with a song. Could be somebody here this morning that's not saved. I didn't say you're a, you could be a you could have been baptized. You could have been a, a church member. But are you saved? Do you know what you say you have? Are you willing to die with it? Are you willing to trust it to the cemetery? Do you know you're saved? And you that are saved, let's not just take our salvation for granted. Let's rejoice in it. It is so, listen now, so great. Great salvation. And could be somebody here that you know you're saved, but your life is not like it ought to be. You just want to come and bow in this altar and say, Lord, help me. I, want to, I really want to turn my life around. I really want to live out what you've put in. Could be a burden here today. Jesus is always saying, Come unto me, all you that labor in a heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Whatever the need is, as we're singing, and Brother Milton's going to stand out if you need to speak to him. Whatever the need is, would you come this morning? But God really stirred my heart about somebody who may just need to get saved today. Amen. What a wonderful day it would be to get born again.